Well, we need to talk about where this story came from quickly. So we got an email from Tabitha out of Wichita, Kansas, and she tells the story of her experiences as a child. This had something to do with her grandparents and um, of a farmhouse that they had out in the middle of nowhere. So we've taken these mem- taken her memories, and we wrote this little story, and we hope you enjoy it. Old farmhouse. Standing in front of a weathered, warm farm-style home with boarded-over windows. What paint you could see is all chipped up as though someone started getting it ready to paint in the past century. The half-moon windows upstairs resemble eyes in the way they are positioned above the lower entrance with a covered roof, which could pass for a mouth if you stand back far enough. James tilts his head from side to side with his curly hair blocking his sour face from his beautiful blue-eyed blonde wife standing to his left. He smiles and turns to her, asking, Are you sure you want to take a chance on this old house, babe? The thickness of the wood isn't even going to match today's standards, so you pretty much have to double the cost of lumber. Still staring at the house, she softly replies, It's a little too late for that now, dear. I've already put in an offer. The best we could hope for is to get turned down. However, I don't see that. It's been on the market for four years. James turns back to the house. Well, she's got good bones, that's for sure. She puts her arm over his shoulders and says, That's what I love about you. You can see the good in anything. Michelle's phone vibrates, indicating an email coming through. She peers down at it, then back to James, lifting her eyebrows and says, Well, she's yours to work your magic now, dear. James rubs his hands together as a giant smile comes over his face, then begins to walk toward the door. After nine years of marriage and ten houses flipped on top of all the rentals, James still gets excited with each and every project they take on. It is something they both dreamed of doing, and since they've met, they've been a great team. Of course, the homes have had several problems, but they work through them. They've lived in a few as they are fixing them up. Michelle walks in the front door of the old farmhouse, seeing James pulling up the carpet. As she begins to speak, he stops to pay attention. Well, this house was built in 1918, and it's actually 25 acres. Not the 18 acres it was advertised as. James looks out the window and says, Well, that is some beautiful landscape under there. And I saw some apple and peach trees growing along the walkway in the back. You know, babe, maybe we should stay here and sell our house until the capital gains are over on this one. I think we'll get a mint for this baby once she's up to date. Michelle replies back to him. That might work. Selling our house would give us the money we need to get this one up to par. After further discussion, they decide to move into the farmhouse. On the first night they moved in, as Michelle was in the shower, she hears her husband call her name and answers. She was thinking he was just saying goodnight, but when she got out of the shower, he was already in bed asleep. Over the next few weeks, they hear strange noises from all over the house. But due to the age, they expect some creeps and other noises since it is an old house. One day, Michelle goes to the store and James is in the house doing some work. He hears the toilet flush and he's thinking Michelle's already back from the store. About 30 minutes later, he went looking for her and couldn't find her. There she comes walking through the front door with groceries in her hand, and he is confused. So he says, I just heard you in the bathroom about 30 minutes ago. No, I've been at the store and I just got home. I need to check the toilet out then, because it flushed by itself. She says, Yes, that'll be a good idea, because there is no one here and a ghost can't flush the toilet. They don't need to use the restroom. (laughs) He checks the toilet and there is nothing wrong with it. They ended up upgrading it to be on the safe side. The next day, James is in the living room and Michelle is cooking in the kitchen and the toilet flushes again. They both look at each other with their heart racing. James grabs the bat next to the door and rushes to the bathroom to see if there's someone in there. Nothing. Now they're both concerned. 
They go about their day and the toilet doesn't flush anymore. Later that evening, sitting and relaxing by the television, it sounds as though it's their footsteps walking from the basement. Michelle quickly jolts up, her ears clinging to the noise that she heard puttering down the hallway. She turns to James, but he's oblivious to the event. She nudges him. He just looks confused. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. What are you talking about, hon? Come on, now I'm watching this. Michelle freaked out. She tries not to show it, but she is. And they didn't seem too concerned since the dogs didn't hear it either. But it freaked Michelle out. She tried not to show it. The next day, James was driving down the road in the Bronco that was left at the house. It still ran, but he wanted to check it out. They could fix it up and resell it. Michelle took a drive to get pizza for lunch as she passed him on the road. She waved to him, but he didn't notice her. When they both were at home, she asked him, Who was in the car with you? And he said, No one. Why? I saw something and someone beside you in the car. It was white looking, like they had a white shirt or a jacket on. James shook his head and said, No, no one was with me. But it did feel weird driving that car like someone was with me. It felt like something was touching my neck and I kept rubbing it. I was thinking it was a spider. You know I don't like spiders, so I stopped the car real fast and hopped out and I guess it jumped off of me because I didn't see it anymore. We need to fix it up and sell it. It's fast. She agreed. The dogs had been outside running on the 25 acres while they were gone. They came back to the door to come in. Michelle let them in. They both had a bone with them. Michelle said, Oh yeah, you guys have brought some goodies. I'm glad it wasn't a dead animal this time or even a live squirrel like the other time. James had fun getting that out of the house. That was funny to watch, though. James just gave her the evil eye, and they both laughed. They sat down to eat their pizza. Footsteps emit from the basement again. They looked at one another. This time, James did hear the footsteps, and the dogs did as well. Their ears perked up from gnawing on the bones. James had his gun with him this time. They sit there for a moment to see if the steps keep coming up. They do not. James goes to the basement door and listens. Then he opens the door slowly. He turned the light on and walked down the stairs. Nothing. They go about their day. Day turns into night and James gets in the shower before going to bed. Michelle is already clean and in the bed watching some television. James yells out, Oh yes, Michelle, what do you need there? Michelle hears him yell out, so she gets up out of the bed and goes into the bathroom. She asks him, What did you say? Did you need something? I heard you say something, but I couldn't make it out. He said, No, I heard you yell my name, so I answered you. You didn't call my name? No, I was lying in bed watching TV. You know, I heard you call my name the other day. But I thought you said goodnight. By the time I got out of the shower, you were already sleeping. So that was not you that said anything to me while I was in the shower? No, I've been tired the last few nights, and I barely made it through my showers. I didn't yell for you, and you know I would come and say goodnight before I go to sleep. They are both lying in the bed now, so exhausted from working on this house, but neither want to go to sleep. Then all of a sudden they hear a noise in the ceiling like someone is walking up there. James turns the lights on and grabs his gun and takes off to check on the attic. As he is up in the attic, the screen door opens and slams shut. It does it a few times. Michelle grabs the bat by the bed and sits in the bed covered up, still as she can be, scared to death. Then all of a sudden the lights turn off in the bedroom. She screams and puts her head under the blanket and she shuts her eyes. James comes running back to the bedroom, freaked out, and sees her under the covers. He rushes to the bed and pulls the covers off of her. The only light that is in the bedroom now is the TV flickering. At first he sees the little girl under the covers and then the lights turn back on and it's his wife. They don't sleep very well at all, if any, that night. They were so tired and so scared. He doesn't know what he saw when he pulled the covers off of her, but it wasn't his wife. 
The next morning, they find food sitting on the floor and counters. Michelle asks James, Did you get up in the middle of the night for a midnight snack? No, I don't think I moved at all last night once I finally fell asleep. I was so tired. The dogs were in the room with us all night, and there's food on the floors and the counters. Michelle, we have to find out more information about this house. Something is not right here. I mean, I know we'd love the house, and you love the land, but I think we need to do something. Michelle shakes her head agreeingly. James looks to Michelle and asks, Did someone die in this house? Was this house built on a gravesite? Michelle replies, Let's do some research on the house. They found out through the research that the lady that lived here couldn't have her own children, so she turned it into a children's home, and she took care of many children over the years. Come to find out, she kidnapped some of the kids and loved them like her own. They found pictures of some of the kids, and James blurts out, That really looks like that little girl I seen in the bed last night. What little girl are you talking about? Well, you were there after the lights came on, but before the lights were on, that girl was where you were sitting. Years later, this lady went crazy. She would lock some of the kids in the basement and not feed them. Some would be in the attic. They supposedly were the worst of the bad kids. She would barely feed the kids, and then she would torture them. She would catch them on fire for a few minutes and then put it out. That was their punishment for being bad. There was one time she sat one of the kids on fire and didn't put it out. She let them die, and the other kids had to watch. She enjoyed it so much, and seeing the terror of the kids' faces was a joy to her. She started doing that once a week for each child until one of the kids escaped and found help. The cops busted her, and she went to prison for life. The children that was left went to other homes. The dogs were chewing on the bones that they had retrieved from the yard as James and Michelle were eating dinner above them. James looks really hard at the bone. It looks like a femur bone, and the other looks like a humerus bone. James went around the property and found where the dogs had dug these bones up. There were more bones. Skulls even. More femurs, more humerus bones. It was the mass graves where the lady had burned the children and buried the bodies. James and Michelle had a deep conversation about what they needed to do with the house now. Do we still live here? Do we move out and fix it up and sell it? Do they want the next person to live with this ghost? What can they do? They turn to the computer for help. They research relentlessly through the night on how to get rid of ghosts. Through all the research, they determine that all they have to do is ask the ghost to leave and convince them that they're not there to hurt them and tell them that this is our house now. They did just that. They lit candles throughout the house. They're staring up to the ceiling. They're waiting for anything, another incident to happen. So they asked, and they begged, and they pleaded with the ghost. They stayed in the house one more week just to make certain that all the children had left. In their heart of hearts, they believed that the ghost had really left the house. Now all they have to do is what they've decided to do to start with. They stood back, lit a match, and watched as the house burned to the ground.